This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Audio. What's going on, people? Welcome to the match preview as we look ahead to Glasner's first game in charge against Burnley on the weekend. I'm joined by Patrick Stan and AJ. As always, if you do enjoy this, make sure to hit the like button and subscribe to not miss out on future Palace content. Gents, um, start of a new era. It's official. Um, the coaching staff uh, have been announced as well. We're going to be talking about that, talking about the importance of the game. Look, it's all nice having a new coach, but we're still facing another relegation uh, fighting uh, side. But um, for you, I'll start off with you, AJ. We haven't really had your thoughts recently. Um, you've been a bit busy. Glasner comes into um, Pan, um, you know, won the Europa League. Um, lots of new coaches that we'll be talking about as well. How are you feeling ahead of the Premier game? I'm excited, man. I'm excited. I've never seen so many coaches at Palace, uh, or at least it's been a very, very long time. Uh, you know... A serious manager with serious pedigree. Uh, shout out to Stan because he called Glasner's name out a while ago. Um, mm-hmm. So credit where credit's due. Um, but now, nah, man, I'm excited. Man. I'm looking forward to seeing what he's going to bring. He's definitely got some sort of... I think it just brings excitement, man. It's, it's so strange, like, you know, going from Roy Ball to a progressive manager that wins things. Uh, he don't play. He doesn't allow... Um, the board's take liberties with him. He seems to get the best out of his players. He's definitely shown that he can create up-and-coming star players as well. Uh, he seems like he works with youth as well. I, I can't believe it. I literally still can't believe it. It's uh, it's a step in the right direction for me. I'm I'm relieved, if anything. Well, you might be able to believe it when you see him on the touchline on Saturday. So um, you only got a few more days. If you're going to like him, then you'll be able to believe it when he's there live, live in the flesh. Uh, but look, um, Patrick... It's, it's a new start. It's a new start at Palace. But expectations, I just want to quickly talk about that because I don't think it's as easy as Glasner comes in, everything is perfect straight away because we do have a lot of problems. We have to be honest with ourselves. So how long are we expecting this process to take? Is it from here to the end of the season for him to now settle the players? Like, How many games do you reckon it will take for the players to understand what um, Glasner wants to do? Like, Are you expecting a quick start to his Palace career? Um, with with the Burnley game coming up, or do you think it'll take a bit of time? Well, first, I'm in it for the long run. However long it takes, I've got no problem with it. I'll be patient as I need to be. Um, 
I like the fact that um, in Monday's game, we showed a little bit of what Glasgow wants to do, meaning playing three in the back, wing backs, etc. But I think when you see it fully implemented, it'll be a lot deeper, more pressing, more switches of play, more counter-attacking, more direct balls, etc. But I I'm willing to give it as long as it takes. Honestly, listen, we've got Burnley and we've got Tottenham next two matches, then Luton. Of those two, we've got to win at least two, minimum four points, minimum four points out of those three games. But I don't know how long it's going to take. Honestly, D, I just think that we have to be patient as a fan base. We've been very quick to turn on certain managers, um, rightly so in some cases, not so rightly so in other cases. But I think, uh, again, as, as we've mentioned before, Stan mentioned before, the guy has pedigree. Glasgow has pedigree. He's putting a great staff. I'm loving what I saw the picture today with the staff. Uh, Kylie and McCarthy here. We've got like three, four new assistant coaches. There's no more assistant manager. You've got a new um, uh, fitness guy. So, no, I'm willing to give it as long as it takes. We obviously have to stay up first. Priority is to stay up, whatever that takes. But after that, we can build on this and attract more players, etc. I'm really I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. Stan, four assistant coaches. Um, it's been announced today. One fitness condition coach. And also Dean Kylie stays on as well, with the, part of the assistants. Paddy McCarthy's there. In terms of, you know, Ray Lewington leaving, it's going to be <laughs> an end of an era there. But Paddy McCarthy stays. Dean Kylie stays. Are you... Happy with the changes that's been implemented, um, as well as you know keeping the current a few of the current coaching, um, well previous coaching setup as well. Yeah, I think um, with Dean Kylie, I was sort of neither here nor there. I mean, he could have stayed or he could have gone. Um, I'm happy that he kept Paddy because I think you at least until the end of this season, you do need a bit of continuity. The guys need to get to probably know the club, know the players. You know, Paddy's a bit more. You know, he's been with them a while, so so that's good and. You know, hopefully, I've, I dread to think what he's gonna, what the fitness coach is gonna do when he sees how, how unfit our players. Long work, like he's not I, I don't even know. Like there's gonna be uh, star jumps, burpees, and uh, what's it called, and uh, and, and sprints probably uh, as a minimum. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Not to mention everything else, but um, yeah, no, I think um, I think it's good. And like we said, I think with this manager, man, we just, we got to give him time. I don't want to, you know, even if we don't get the results that we want right here, right now, I don't want to hear people turning on him and stuff like that because the you know the club has moved um you know has moved in a direction and he he's the guy to uh, to take us forward so um yeah I'm excited I'm happy some new coaching staff um let's see what they can do quick question who could name the previous fitness coach at Crystal Palace Scott Guyer Scott Guyer oh? Scott Guyer no before he left he left away he left about a year and a half ago before him he's been gone for a while. Uh, well, Dean Kiley was a set piece coach, so based I on how we're operating, it might be Ray Lewington. I don't know. That, and that's my point. Michael Burke told us a new coach. It's funny how in the past, and 
uh, stands right. It was Scott Guy, who was very good, by the way, but he's been gone for a while and back to Australia. But that's my whole point. The fact that we got to know who the guy is right away, to me, is a, is a, is a great point. Because, again, if you understand Glass's system and Stan pointed out, you're going to have to be fit, fit to press, fit to run, fit to counter. We won't have any unfit players. But also I, what I want to add is that you're going to see a lot more subbing because you, if you're not going to be fit on the pitch, you're going to be out, whether you're, you know, Jordan Ayew, Mateta, well, whomever. You know yeah. what I mean? So that's important. I think um, I think that they used to bring in a fella from Fitness First once a week just to, like, put them through their paces or something. <laughs> no, look, I, look, we talk about the fitness coach, but jokes aside, what I've been thinking is right now is – We've got this fitness coach, and of course, he's going to put the players through the pace. But we've also got an issue with some of these players being overworked. Well, in terms of like overplayed, um, I think we've seen with Elise, yeah, so I wonder how they find the balance because that's what this season is pretty much trying to stay up. It'll be nice to improve, of course, the fitness. I think the fitness coach will be able to do that. There isn't that many games, um, left, but there's still a good chunk. But I think where we see the best out of this coaching staff is next season if we do stay up this season then we have a fresh start we have a fitness coach there we have the assistant coaches who know the players a bit more of course we'll you know sell a few players bring in a few players but this season is literally let's let's get grip of the situation let's get grip and it starts with the Burnley game as well AJ um it is a big game because if we lost against Burnley I think that would be pretty significant due to how Burnley have been playing and also in terms of the points um tally but for you, um, where do you um, stand with the importance of this game individually if you move Glasner apart? Because you don't really want to lose against Burnley. I think former side and the way things are and, you know, letting a new manager embed this, what you would call a six-pointer in terms of getting us away from that relegation zone and allowing us to progress to that safer model than able to be fair. Because let's be honest, we know we're not going to rip up any trees and battle fever at that. That's over. But if we're serious about, you know, staying up and enabling Glasgow to progress, this is the game that we need to really just go in and turn them over. Uh, Burnley haven't really done anything this season. They've actually been pretty poor, to be honest. So even with a, in, with a poor, informed Crystal Palace team, we should have enough to sort of beat them and just sort of slowly start getting our way away from that relegation chat and just get more into it. Population staying in the Premier League for next season, to be fair, because let's be honest, that's all we can hope for. Um, but just to maybe get the panic stations and calm and get the manager off to a good start, I think we are more than capable of beating Burnley. I don't think there's, I think the only danger is complacency and the excitement around the new manager. And then obviously, getting into this game, I'm thinking, oh, all of a sudden we've got a new manager from the door, everything's going to change. We still got key players missing. Um, we've still got a lot of creativity that is not present in the team, but from what I saw on Monday, I think there is enough in there to be able to get a quick three points of early. See what we can do with Tottenham. We'll worry about that down, down the line. But I think it's so important for the manager to not only get off a good start in terms of you know his stewardship of the team, but just based on what the occasion means. Because it's very exciting times, yes, but we are still technically in a relegation battle. And I'd rather get those points now then to have to be sitting there hiding behind the couch watching Palace um, April, May. Yeah, right now, how it stands is, I mean, we're, we're, I don't care who you are. I'm, well, some people may not do it, but I am looking at scores. I'm looking at Everton. I'm looking at Luton. I'm looking at 
all the teams that are below us and I'm hoping for results to go in our favour. And at the time of recording, Liverpool beat uh, Luton 4-1, which is good. So there's a goal difference on points, but that's where we're at right now. And until we pick up them points under Glasnar, it's, it's, it's going to be like that. We want to create a gap. Burnley are below us and, you know, this is a perfect opportunity to go further apart. But let's be realistic, it's Everton and the Luton and, you know, them two, those two um, teams that, that is concerning me more than the likes of Burnley even though if we lost against Burnley, that would be pretty significant. Now, let's talk about some of the individuals, because, AJ, you didn't mention that, um, you know, Gehi and Eze and Elise uh, have been out for the side, but there has been rumours, um, Patrick, about potentially Eze and Gehi being fit for this game. Do you take that risk and bring them straight away to the Burnley game due to, you know, it being a significant a game against a, a potential right, or, you know, not potential, but a relegation candidate, or do you keep them still on the sidelines to make sure they're hundred percent ready? I'm hearing they're not they're not gonna be ready anyway, but I wouldn't risk them for this game. You can't risk them. I mean, we've done listen, we've done that before, right? We risk Olise going for another month, risk as they going for another month. No, you don't risk them for Bernie. As much as important as this game is, and I'll get to something in the more important about that in a minute, you can't risk them for me. You have to rest them, get them back for I would even risk him for Tottenham because we don't get much out of Tottenham anyway. The game I, w- I would have yeah. him back for would be Luton for sure. And Luton going forward. Luton going forward is going to be massive, but I would, I'd give him the next two weeks off. Uh, just form guide-wise, they they've, lost, they've lost in eight straight competitions, including FA Cup, and they've lost seven straight league games. And we'll have a one, sorry, in eight games. So they're not, they're not very good. Last week we played them, by the way. You know our front four was? Schlupp, Hughes, IU, Edward. For me, our front four will be Equal to that on Saturday or better. So if we can beat them the first time, I'm sorry. The lack of players, as they at least they didn't play the last game, as much as important they are, and they are important, obviously. We have hey, to come on. He come on with five minutes to go, but like, he was just saying, back right? Because he made the assist for Mitchell's goal, right? But my point is, he didn't start the game. So my point is, they're, they're not very good. But I'm but not... then again, mm, it, it wasn't a great performance, though, Patrick, against Burnley. Right, I, 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 I don't know why that game. That game, I, I won't forget that this season. Yeah, I can't I, I, I forget I remember, I, I remember on another day, and I said this, I, I just remember, remember it clear as daylight. I said, on another day, if we face another side, we would have not beaten Burnley because of, of the amount of chances that they created. The difference was in the reverse fixture is that they couldn't finish their chances. That was not a 2-0 type of performance. And what happened after the Burnley game? We struggled, we struggled, we struggled. Um, that, that win was the least convincing win that I've seen in a very long time just like the Sheffield United game we beat them 3-2 thankfully but I was not getting carried away because you could tell by the performance that not much was changing and we're still struggling um, um, Stan you, you did say a few things um, just there sorry to cut you off but um, when you look at what happened against Everton would you go with the same lineup against Burnley Potentially, I have been um, reading and hearing that apparently he want Glasner is looking to set us up in a way that Mateta and JP play as a front two, um, and to try and get more out of them. Um, I'm not sure, obviously, how that works, obviously formation wise, but that would be quite interesting. I think we you've got Adam Wharton. He's shown that he can play. He's a good player. Um, the Munoz fellas, he looks decent enough. I think if we turn up and we're on our game, I think, I think, I think we'll be all right. But you know, I know that they're not great, but you can never underestimate them because they last time they battered us. Like honestly, like you said, we were lucky. They battered us. What do you mean? Mm. You only had seventeen shots on goal. 
<laughs> 17. That was, that was, it was, nothing. It was horrific. It was Jeez. horrific. Some of the games that we faced so far this season, even in our wins, it had. I, uh, yeah, I can't remember. I can't remember the last time we've had a convince Brentford. Brentford, that was it. That was our most convincing win so far this season. Was it even that convincing? They nah, it was last twenty. United for me and also uh, Burnley. I think Brentford's probably been the most convincing win. Um, but I want to quickly. You mentioned JP and Edward. I want to quickly touch on that because we had a. Um, I thought it was a problem on against Everton where JP had to stay on the pitch. Edward got subbed off because of the lack of um, depth up front. AJ, do you think there's an issue with both of them starting at the same time? Um, and at the end of the day, you can't really rotate the players. I mean, who else do you bring on if if you start on, you know, start JP and Edward? And you see it at the end of the Everton game. I I, I thought Paddy should have made a change, maybe put Ayu up front, or we just needed a fresh fresh player up there because it just it wasn't working. JP was absolutely knackered. So do you think that could be an issue in the short term? Both of them started. I had to agree. Uh... The hottest young prospect in the team in terms of strikers went out alone. Um, so I guess the argument is off to that. You've got Umar, you've got Plange maybe. You could obviously alternatively put a IU or even a Schlop up there, to be fair, which is not the season. He's done for the season. He's done for yeah, what Schlop's done. Oh, so we're done. So we're done. Fair enough. Um, what? So, you know, huh? Wow. Wow. The shell is quad. Yeah, I heard it. They mentioned it during the broadcast, the American broadcast on Monday, that they heard that he's done. He heard his quad is on for the season, put up surgery. They haven't announced yeah. it yet. No wonder Hodgson has stepped down. Anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think to be fair, he was like, that's it, man. He was like, I've got nothing left. Um, I think, yeah, the problem is there are the options because after that, you have to go straight down to. The younger players in the team, your marshes and your dairies and stuff. And let's be honest, there, I think that would be a little bit too much too soon for either of the two of those young players. Anyway, um, the problem is with the way that we've done business with Russia practice recently, attacking options in terms of a goal there aren't any other options after that. If anything, you kind of have to go down the route of probably playing a number one, a one striker in terms of logic, because between now and the end of the season, it is highly likely one of them might get a pull, get an injury, and then all of a sudden you've got to change up the whole tactics all over again. So I'm not a fan of which not playing to strikers up front long term. One or two games on occasion, and then maybe, maybe change the formation for other game is a possibility. Uh, from my understanding, the new manager is very good at doing that. He does implement very tactical changes during games and per game and per opponent. So he's always very prepared in that side of things. But I do agree with our injury record, especially this season. I'm a bit concerned that if we do play those two strikers up front, but one bad tackle or one dodgy hamstring weight or something like that away from going a bit left of us, then we've got to change it a lot over again. And as from what I've historically seen with primitive teams, if you're going to change the system, you can't always get that done in a week or five days or three days or how many days they're training. So we'll have to see how it plays out. I think right now, I think Mateta's in favour over Edward. Um, it's not that I don't think he like, don't like Edward. I just don't think he's really been amongst the goals. I've been much of a threat up front recently. Um, whereas Mateta has been literally working his arse off, to be fair. So if anything, I would probably just stick with Mateta for now. 
and then give Edward a chance to earn his place in the team. But then once again, that is subject to what has the manager seen in training. Is there something that he's seeing that we maybe not? He might have a preference over one or two. And then obviously, hopefully, in the summer, we can invest in maybe another striker. Hopefully. Um, two things. One, at some point, I want a full show D of AJ. Um, apologize to Mateta for the slander he gave him on the last year and a half. We'll get to another time because he killed Mateta on more than one occasion last year. You were worse, D, but AJ was pretty bad. But more importantly, what um, Stan says is important. I don't know if you'll go with the two strikers, but honestly, based on the fact that Mateta works so hard and then gets so tired, I'd go and start in France and have the opportunity to bring Edward off the bench on Saturday. Because uh, AJ's right. The only two strikers that we have that we have possibly in the, in the uh, youth setup are Luke Plange, who, by the way, scored a lot of goals. He scored about three or four goals since he came back on loan. And Franco Umo, who's been on the bench. Obviously, um, Planche has more experience. He played in the championship with Derby, been out alone in the, in the champ in the in League One, etc. Uma is very raw. He's only 19 years old. But again, if we're gonna go, uh, listen, whatever Glasser does, I'm good with. Don't get me wrong. But I'm just saying that I would honestly start France on Saturday and have Edward as the option to come off the bench because I think that Edward, I mean, sorry, Mateta works so hard, man, and you know, <laughs> and runs up to the ground by the 75th minute, he's done. And they have no option to come off the bench. It's going to be a problem. But again, whatever Glazer does, Glazer does. But that's what, that's what I do. I start France over Edward, Edward as our, like, uh, you know, impacts up at the end. Yeah, yeah. Um, look, I, I don't think there's going to be a um, right or wrong answer. Um, so we're going to um, we're, we're going to see what Glasner does. But when Eze comes back, it gives us more options as well. Maybe like that, you start one of the strikers and then Eze as well behind the striker and rotate it like that. But this all depends on the formation that Glasner wants to play. But let's talk about score predictions then. Glasner's first game in charge against Burnley at home. How do you, how do we see this one going, Stan? I'm going. 2-0 Palace. 2-0 um, Palace. I think, honestly, I will say, though, we like. I think last time we were up at their place, we showed them way too much respect. Way too much respect. We've got to get into them from the first minute. They're not... I know that they've only got 13 points and they're not great. They haven't won in this. They haven't won in that. They're no mugs. Trust me, Vincent Company's their manager. He's not a mug, okay? And he will try and set them up, as he does, and he will try and set them up to win this game. So we got to we got to make sure that we're at it from the off, and we have got the personnel to beat them. And honestly, looking at it now, I know this is easier said than done, but I'm looking at the table. This is a real opportunity. I don't think Luton play this weekend. I think they're playing. They might be playing the cup or something like that. I don't think they play this weekend. Maybe. Um, um, so we have an opportunity now to one chip away at the goal difference because we're on equal goal difference as them. I know, unbelievable, but we are. And we have an opportunity to go eight points above them. We need to execute, get it done. That's it. 2-0 Palace. 2-0 Palace. I'm going to go for 1-0. Um, I'll take the win by any means. Hopefully keep a clean sheet. Um, and hopefully um, over the last, or oh, well, over the next few days, we can actually work on set pieces and, and sort that out. Uh, AJ? Yeah, you might, yeah, your mic is really bad. I'm going to put you on mute, but AJ, if you didn't hear him, he said 3-1 Palace. <laughs> um, I've got that bit. Uh, Patrick? Now he said he said eight one Palace. You could he broke it up. It probably did. I, yeah, I I don't even know. It just, it's kind of robotic, so know. it probably said eight one Palace. I don't even know. Maybe, yeah, maybe. Um, yeah. Stan's right. Luton aren't playing. I think they're probably playing Liverpool. Liverpool playing the FA Cup or League Cup final this weekend, so they're off until next week. But um, 
I haven't predicted the Pats winning ages. I know I haven't because I've been so negative. So I'll predict. Uh, I'm going to three one Palace. Three one Palace. With the everyone is positive. Everyone's positive. But let's just hope it goes well. Let's just hope it goes well. It's just the uncertainty fact that we don't know what to expect. We don't even know what formation we're going to play in, um, which is the interesting part. But Hopefully, it's a strong start. Let us know your thoughts and score predictions in the comment section down below. If you have enjoyed this, make sure to hit the like button and subscribe to normally start future Palace content. That's it from me, Patrick, Stan, and AJ. And until next time, up the Palace. Up the Palace. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.